everyone. Welcome to Pigskin Pandemic featuring Kevin, Matt, and Ben. Just three of your everyday guys just giving their opinions on all the latest and upcoming NFL news. Things may get a little steamy or a little wild, but hey, it'll always be unscripted and real. Let's listen in and see what they have to say this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us on the Pigskin Pandemic Podcast. We are available now on Anchor, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you usually find your favorite podcasts. Please tell your friends, leave us any comments you have about the show, and a five-star rating would be great. You can also find us now on our Facebook page. I want to thank you all for listening, and remember, please wear a mask and stay safe out there. Welcome to the Pigskin Pandemic. I am your host, Kevin, and I have been, and I have a special guest this week, Aaron, and we are going to dissect the goings-ons for the NFL uh, for week number nine. We're also going to talk about um, some of the things that are going on in reference to who's trending some of the sleepers who are some of the who are some of the teams that were surprised this year who are some of the letdowns um and we're gonna talk we're gonna also go over something of a new topic we'll get into a little bit later but first we want to talk about these games let's go week nine the first game up is going to be and you know what i want to say this um i feel like every week for the past like four or five weeks I've been talking about an NFC East team versus another NFC East team. Of course, because we know we, and see, let me just say this, ladies and gentlemen out there. First of all, my name's Aaron. I've been, I'm enjoying the show. I've been listening to you guys. You guys are doing big things. Excited for y'all. But yes, my, 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 my buddy, Kevin, who I've known for many years has a little hateration, holleration in his dancing ring. I'm just saying, and, 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 you know, I've been listening, I've, I've been listening to you guys, BT, not more so BT, uh, uh, but but Matt, you know, I hope he gets better doing his thing. But you know, I've been I've been hearing a lot, a lot of rumbles, uh, a lot of rumbles about my NFC East Eagles, and we we will dive into that. But Kevin's been hating for a while, y'all, I don't, I, and he won't admit uh, it. I don't know why. But go ahead, I digress. Go ahead. Ben, he had to get that in there. He had to get that I in there. He had to get that in there. He's been listening for weeks and waiting. <laughs> and the thing is, and here's and here's the uh, thing though. The thing is, is that we haven't touched the Eagles for weeks. We haven't touched them for weeks. No, but but because it's almost like it's almost like we've beaten a dead horse. But I love it. I love where you go. I love. Where, but, I see what but, you're doing there. But, I, but well, first of all, let's just say this. Matt enjoys it because you know Matt. You know it's it's he has used the hate, which I love. I, Matt's Matt's. A Giants fan, so that's that's I, I get that he's gonna do that, but I, I hear a lot of the comments that you're coming with, and rightfully so, some of them's warranted because Wentz is Wentz. I mean, and we'll talk about that, but it's just, will. it's extra, it extra. It's, it's real extra. I don't know. I just you know, that's what I'm seeing. I'm here, really. ladies and gentlemen. That I, comes I decided from I was Eagles gonna be my best behavior. I decided I was gonna be my best behavior for for Eagles fans this week, out of respect <laughs> for the fact that they. Delivered us the election, so I'm 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 good. <laughs> All right, they did give us the they're, election. They're out of my penalty box. They gave hey, us the election. So BT, they, they get, get they get a reprieve. They get a mulligan, huh? For yes, now, for indeed. now, <laughs> just for a couple minutes into this show. So we go to another NFC East game. 
where the New York football giants took on the Washington football team. And the Giants actually pulled out the win 23 to 20. Daniel Jones, he actually did pretty well in this game. 23 for 34 for 212 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, no fumbles, no turnovers from Daniel Jones this week. Hmm. We actually had an Alfred Morris sighting. Alfred Morris yeah. actually ran the football for the New York Giants for 67 yards. And we had Mac, with which who was the leading um, receiver with uh, four receptions for seventy-two yards. On the Washington side of the ball, Kyle Allen, I believe, got hurt early, um, mm-hmm. so Alex Smith came in, and he was absolutely putrid. He did. He was twenty-four of thirty-two for three twenty-five, one tub, and three picks. Their running game didn't really do too much of anything, but McLaurin, again, and Sims, they combined for actually 225 yards of receiving. McLaurin had seven receptions for 115 in the tub. Sibs had three receptions for 110 yards. So they definitely torched that giant secondary, which the giant secondary was pretty kind of the game feeling themselves because you know they definitely have been on top of their game the past few weeks um what do you well, make of daniel jones fan. what do you make of daniel jones been uh turn this to aaron this time what do you think of daniel, okay. what do you think of daniel jones so far He's heckling John. what is it dr heckle mr uh what's the old saying kevin there we go. I mixed it up, but I mean, he's a, he's a guy. He just <laughs> he's just one of those guys. He's a turnover machine. He's he's he's, he's anti. He's, he's I'm sorry, he's not anti, but he's actually Eli Eli Manny Jr. That's what he is. He's a turnover machine. But for some reason, this game he didn't make any turnovers, which kind of was very shocking. So maybe this could be something going for it. Hopefully, not going into this week against my Eagles. But I mean, you know, I think if 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 you put they're playing the Eagles, oh like, my god, another yeah, absolutely, oh, Jesus Christ, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, so I, I figure if you put some weapons around him, you can, I mean, you can see see he has some potential. I mean, he's got legs. Uh, I mean, he's, he's got Golden Tate who's playing decent. I mean, but the kid, Matt, I'm not even sure where this kid is from, but, I mean, they may have something. You know, and, and then sometimes it, it's one of those organizations or sometimes organizations scout and they find those guys that just come out of nowhere. So, I mean, with that being said, I just think um, if, if you can put some more weapons out Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, get him a decent running game, Gallman, you know, look pretty good that game. You may see something different going forward from Daniel Jones. But more importantly, I want to switch to the Redskins. Anytime I see Alex Smith out there, you know. Washington guys, football I mean, team. I'm sorry. Washington football team. See, it, it's, I'm, it's so we hard. We had to practice. Matt, 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 Matt does it every game. He does it every game. It's so hard. And by the way, like, just to the guy that actually took all those and trademarked all those games, man, how how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Ah. But anyway, I digress. I digress. But I mean, you know, I just think, you know, seeing Alex Smith out there, the fact that he's out there, man, is just, I, I, I hold my breath every time because considering all the 17 surgeries he dealt with. Um, but I just think the Washington football team is just, it's, it's a train wreck. I mean, it's just, it, every week you're going to see something different. Now, going forward, the defense, if, if they can ever get a, a decent offense that's going to not make turnovers, they, we may have some. They might be a top five defense. I mean, Kevin and I, you and I talked about that early in the year that Washington, that defense could be that defense. But 
it's just a train wreck on the offensive side. You know, Kyle Allen, Haskins, Kevin, you was on, you was in out there one one series. I mean, right? Who else I got, threw a couple you know? passes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I think that. Yeah. I think that the 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 they just need another quarterback. Kyle Allen is not the guy. Alex Smith. No. I mean, I told I and I said this. I said Alex Smith was third string, but I guarantee you he's going to start. Now they they've been sitting there beating around the bush trying to put Kyle Allen out there because that is you know Rivera's guy. But at the Rivera's end of the boy, day, yeah. Alex Smith is ready to play. He should be playing, and they keep delaying it. And I get it. You know he's. You know, it's just been too long, maybe. Maybe it's been too long. But that's their best option that they have. And that's well, I bad. Think it's not only the, the, I think it's not only how long it's been with, with Alex Smith. And I think that's part of it. I think there's obviously a rust issue and, and that kind of thing. But I think it's also just erring on the side of, of caution for a guy that, one, you like, you know, as a team. They, they rally around him. They like him. They, they feel good about him. And that there is still potential for him to be a valuable asset to that team. I mean, so, okay, you're going to move away from Haskins. So that means next year you're going to be bringing in a young quarterback. You need a bridge. Al, you know, he, he can be exactly the right quarterback to be that bridge guy. You don't want to put him out there for these games that are meaningless for the Washington team right now, which I'm sorry they are. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, and have him just not be completely 100% healthy, and and exposing something that you know is a such an injury risk for him. I think that's why they're going with Allen is that they want to say let's let's work him in slowly, let's let us see what we have with Alex Smith, you know, to to bring him you know back around. Hopefully, then next year he can be our guy to be our mentor and our bridge where we don't want to put him out there exposed behind a suspect offensive line, no real great weapons around him and, and just have him get you know killed out there. So I think that's the reason why they're reluctant just to say, Alex Smith, you're the guy, go get it. Um, so I mean, that, that's the first thing. And, and honestly, on just the eyeball test, apart from the, the pick at the end, which obviously was just a killer. Um, but apart from that, he played good football. He played good Alex Smith type football. That is, low risk, you know, high reward and, you know, makes the plays he needs to. He doesn't have a great team around him. So he's, he's, you know, doing the best that he can with what he's got. He does have, he does um, have so a wide receiver though. He does have a wide receiver. He has one wide oh, yeah. receiver. Oh yeah. He does, he's got uh, one he, he does have Terry McLaurin and he is he, a monster. For real. And, for real. And you guys are right about the defense. That defense is scary and it's scary without a lot of pieces. They're missing obviously yeah. the first round draft pick. You know, being, yeah. you know, that guy, even just the limited time that, you know, you saw him, that you thought he was going to be a monster. Um, so, I mean, the fact that they're going to get him back next year, uh, they're they're missing someone else, too. I can't remember who it is on the defensive line. Um, Tell me about it. I'm, for the first game, he ate us a lot. Um, it's the, <laughs> it's, they're missing their tackle. They're missing one of their, their Alabama tackles and Chase Young. Yes, oh, thank um, you. That's, that's one thing. I can't remember his name now. Yeah. Um, oh, man. But, yeah, you know, so, I mean, they're, they're still playing – decent on defense um, for being, you know, missing as many as they are. So I think that they're in that same space as a lot of teams right now, where it's about, let's see what we've got to move forward. We're not ready to completely cash in the season because we're playing in this division. That is a joke. Sorry. Right. 
Um, no, no, it's, it's really you know, and, and, and someone's going to have to win that division and whoever wins it, you know, you want to think if you get to the dance, you've got a chance, but uh, you know, I don't like we've talked about many, many weeks before. I don't think any team from the NFC East is beating any other team in the NFC, no matter nah. if they win the division, if they get a home <laughs> game, no matter what. Um, no, nah. again, I'm sorry, Aaron, um, but that's that's well, listen, hey. the reality. Yeah, yeah, it's real. All right, so we're gonna move. We're gonna it's move to our real. next game. <clears throat> All right, so this one was a shocker because I didn't think that this game was gonna was going to go the way it went, and that was the Chiefs and the Panthers. The Chiefs did pull out the victory 33 to 31. Um, Teddy B. Teddy B. Steady 36 to 49, 310 and two tubs. Um, Samuel had nine receptions, 405. McCaffrey came back. Um, he didn't do too much in the rushing, but he did haul in 10 catches, 10 passes for uh, 82 yards and a touchdown. Um, on the Chiefs side, Mahomes was Mahomes. I mean, I mean, what can you say? Thirty of forty-five, three seventy-two, and four touchdowns. Um, I think they ran the ball ten, uh, twelve times. So this was a Patrick Mahomes game. Um, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey had uh, ten receptions for one hundred fifty-nine yards. Tyreek Hill had nine receptions for 113 yards and two tubs. This game, I think, was just – it was the, – the weakness was let's go ahead and throw the football against this defense. Let's see what they got. And, I mean, Patrick Mahomes scorched him, although the Chiefs' defense was exposed as well because they gave up 31, uh, 31 points to the Carolina Panthers. And when you look at, you know, the Panthers at three and six, um, Matt Rule, that shows me that Matt Rule is a pretty good coach, even though they're three and six, you know, for them to be in the game at the end of the game and lose 33 or 31 to the Super Bowl champion Chiefs, I get it. Everybody says, hey, you know, when you are the hunted, everybody's going to bring their best game. But the Panthers are playing strong every single week, even though they do not win every single week. Then what do you make of the, the Carolina Panthers so far? I, I agree with basically everything you said there. I think what you're seeing out of this team is this is a team that's coached right. And because they're coached right and because they're getting buy-in, they're they're in every game in spite of the fact that they're definitely in a rebuilding year. Um, they're definitely, you know, putting something together. And they remind me a lot of kind of where the Dolphins were at last year as far as, you know, you have a solid team. You have a good coaching staff that's getting the best other players. They're, they're finding ways to stay in games and, and to not be pushovers on teams. Um, but they're just not there. And I think that's that's what you're seeing out of this team right now. Obviously, the injury to uh, McCaffrey from earlier in the year, you know, played a big portion of that. And and now you got him back and he looked pretty good. But now he's dinged up again with a shoulder injury. I haven't seen any updates yet yeah. today if there's uh, been any new information, just that he's, you know, day to day. 
Um, so it's, uh, you, you know, it's, if, if you lose them again for a significant period of time, obviously that's a big, you know, problem for that yeah. team. Cause he's their best yeah. player. Um, but I think what you're going to see out of this team next year is I think you're going to see them be one of those surprise teams that gets a quarterback in the draft. Um, and I think you're going to see, you know, Matt rule want to go and get his guy. Um, and, and, hmm. you know, Teddy Bridgewater, it'll be his job to lose, so to speak. But it'll be, you know, let's let's start to move this thing forward with a dynamic offense that, you know, we believe we can have with with somebody better, you know, focused around Christian McCaffrey. They've got some good wide receivers uh, right. getting good play out of guys like Robbie Anderson cast off from the Jets. Um, mm-hmm. And that defense is is playing tough. You know, they don't have the best mm-hmm. pieces. Like if I asked you to name a bunch of players on the Panthers defense, I couldn't do it. Um, but I give you one. I give you one. Sure. Jeremy Chen might be rookie of the year. The kid yeah. that we should have picked up. Yeah. Eagle. He's <laughs> I mean, he's 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 balling out right now. I mean, right now he's 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 looking like a, a, a throwback man. The way he plays, man, he's flying well, around the field it? like Palomaro. Yeah, he was like a mid round guy too, guys. wasn't he? Wasn't he like a third, a second round guy, second, was a second round, round guy? Yeah. Yeah, he should be an eagle right now, but he's not. But that's I digress. <laughs> but, I mean, the segue, the segue off of what you said, man. You said it a lot of great, great points, Ben. But I honestly, man, I really think they have the guy in Teddy B. I think uh, this has got the guy that they handpicked, uh, Brady, the, the uh, OC. Wanted he wanted uh, and he wanted Bridgewater. He talked about because he played he would have met uh, New Orleans. This is the guy they handpicked to bring in. I mean, yeah, of course they might bring in a younger quarterback, but I think Bridgewater. Another year or so in that offense, you know, continue to grow in that offense, the pieces that they have around him. I tell you what, that Curtis Samuel guy, man, he's for real. And I just think, you know, he adds so much to the offense, you know, as far as being a wide receiver and a running back and how they move around the space. Yeah. You know, having him with a healthy uh, run CMC, they got something going. And, it's, and don't forget DJ Moore. He's been forgotten this year. But I, I think he's still a guy that can really make some noise for them. And, again, like you said, Robbie Anderson. So they have a lot. Now, adding a tight end, a, a tight end that's a sure end tight end that can give them some yards next year could be yeah. something to behold for them. I think they have something going on. And yeah. you, like you said, Ben, you made a great point. And I was going to talk about the Dolphins a little later, but they might be the Dolphins next year. You never know. You know what I mean? So it, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with uh, – and, of course, Matt Rules, you know, he's been, he's a Philly guy. He was with the Temple University, Al, so and you know what he did there. So everywhere he's been, he's been one of those coaches that had guys playing and, and believing in what they're doing. So – We'll see. Going forward, they could be they've to watch won. out for this. I mean, the only thing I worry about. Good. I I think that the only thing I worry. Jinx. <laughs> All right, seriously, you go this time. You take a number. Seven, eight, take a number. 12. Take a number, y'all. Take a number. <laughs> so and 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 Matt Rule has won everywhere. So he was at he was out here in Texas yeah. last year at Baylor. Yeah, Baylor's business there. Absolutely. Yeah, Baylor's business at Temple. At Temple. Temple. Um. And yeah. I, I, see, the thing is, though, is stay long in many places. He hasn't. He hasn't stayed long anywhere right. now. But I, I, the, I, think, I, I, I think, think that I think, will I this, think that what case. he was trying to do was trying. He was trying to get to here as a coach because yeah. I think it was two years ago. Absolutely. we almost had him as the DC over in New England, but then he went back to college. But I think he he wants that head coaching position here, um, in the NFL, which right. he has a right. he has a good foundation. I think he has a pretty decent quarterback. Mm-hmm. 
Could Teddy yeah. Bridgewater take them to the Super Bowl? I don't know. My concern with, right with absolutely my con- my concern probably. with the Carolina Panthers is Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Mm. On Sunday he had 28 touches. And he just came off of a serious injury and now he's injured again. And my thing is is that I I I I have this feeling that they're going to they're going to lighten his load a great deal because mm-hmm. they need his they need him on the field three downs, four downs every single game, 16 games a season. And if you don't have him, it's a big piece of that pie that's missing. And they don't have anybody at this point that can that can mitigate those 28 to 32 to 35 touches and be productive. They could spread it around, yes, right. but it's hard. That's why they're right now, that's why they're three and six. And it's one of the reasons why they could hang mm-hmm. with the Chiefs and the score be 33 to 31. Well, well I'll tell you what, Kev. Let me, let me say this, and then we got to move on. But, I mean, the fact that they picked up Mike, Mike Davis was, was, was big. Mm-hmm. He was a guy that actually stepped up while, while uh, Run CMC was, was hurt. So they got some pieces. And if they're really smart, like you said, lightning's low going forward next year. You got a bell cow and Mike Davis. So you you don't have to have McCaffrey. Yes, McCaffrey's your guy, but you can you, he can have about maybe fifteen to twenty touches a game and lighten his load, and then and then later on in important games, yes, I'm going to give him the ball a little more. But that I think with these guys that they have right now, this this nucleus, these, these, this band of guys they have, they do they got something. I man. agree. And if they if they can if they can get it if they can get it tied yeah. in because they don't have because right now Ian Smith no, Ian Smith um, Ian Johnson rather. Who actually played with my uh, my nephew at uh, Nassau? Uh, Thomas, college. Thomas, um, I, Thomas. I, I watched it. What I say, Smith? What I say? I'm just tearing this man's name. Thomas, excuse me, Ian Thomas, who I actually watched personally play. Um, he just he's not no. who we, what they thought he was going to be. So getting getting a tight end next year, a guy that's really going to contribute. You know, not saying he's going to give you Olsen numbers, of course, but a guy that's going to contribute. You know, and and that just adds another weapon and and, and lessens the load for uh, Run CMC. Yeah, agreed. So we move on to the next game, which is I, I think it was the upset of the week. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks traveled to upstate New York and got hammered 44-34 to by the Buffalo Bills. Um, and it wasn't that close. It was not that close. And Russell Wilson stunk the joint up. Um, he did. He did complete twenty eight of forty one attempts for three ninety and two touchdowns. But the problem was, was that he ended up with four turnovers by himself, two picks and two fumbles, and they got after Russell Wilson time and time and time again. On the Buffalo side, Jer- uh, I was about to say Jared Allen. Jesus. Yeah. Josh Allen. <laughs> Josh Allen. Josh Allen was Josh 31 Allen. 38 for 415 and three touchdowns. Um they really I mean they, I'm looking at these run I'm looking at these run totals on these games and nobody's really running the football. Um Stefan Diggs had nine receptions for 118 yards. Uh Brown had eight receptions for 99 yards. And what I think happened in this game was that the Bills came in 
and said, we are going to exploit this putrid Seattle defense and make them come from behind, but we can score on them every time they come down on come down the field. You take the ball. And they attacked Russell Wilson so that he could just come out of it so that he wasn't comfortable. Um, and they have the front four. They have the horses to do that. One of the one of the few teams that can do that. Um, even though DK Metcalf, you know, he's I don't, I don't even want to talk about DK Metcalf right now because every time I talk about him, it it, it pains me. But it, it just it no, it pains me. It pains me. It pains me. It pains me more because um, we could have. Never mind. Well, I'm not, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I really don't. It's a, it's such a sore spot. Oh, no. I, I, I'll say, it's such a sore spot. I'll say for myself. Oh, it's sore for you. Oh, it's, it's, it's hemorrhoids for me. It's hemorrhoids for me because he should be eagle right now. I'm sorry. Did we pick up J.J. Arte- yeah, but see, Arte- that was second round, right? right? Was that second round? Oh, we, we, yes. passed, we passed him three but times. Our we had, first we had round pick should have been. Times. DK Metcalf. But the problem with DK Metcalf coming out of college was that he couldn't run a route. Was his neck. He could and plus his neck. They were scared of his neck. He could fly down the field. And he he was Des Bryant. Throw up the jump ball. He's gonna catch it. I mean, he has unbelievable hops. He has unbelievable speed. He he has unbelievable hands. And he can break a tackle. But he couldn't run a route. I'm gonna say this. My thing is He's better than a, everything that we've had in the past three years. So, combined, combined. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this to y'all. I know we got to move on. But he's going to be the closest thing that we see to Megatron. All right. Um, stop. There will, okay, there will never so be a Megatron. Ben, ben, I, I, I'm, I'm, no, ben, I'm telling you. I'm telling ben, you. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm serious, man. You, you can you can, you can, you can, you can what I'm saying. I, I won't say, I'm, I'm, I won't no, say Megatron. Let me, let, no, let, me, let, me no. let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish what I'm saying. When it's all said and done. I'm not saying right now, of course. But when it's all said and done, no. I want to say, man, he's the closest thing to Megatron. Because the production, I mean, Megatron, the production that Megatron put out on that field, DK Metcalf will not command double and triple teams like Megatron did, period. Ever. All I'm saying to you is this. When it's all, when it's all said and done, we're going to say that this guy's the closest thing. I'm not going to say he's Megatron. I'm not saying that. He's not even going to come he's close. Gonna be the closest I, thing. He'll be. His, his... I, I get what Aaron's okay. saying. I, get, I, I could see him being compared to that. The, the, main thing, the main thing that I would say that's working against that is one, Russell Wilson is a thousand times the, the quarterback that Matt Stafford that ever Padford? hoped to be. Is that Padford? Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think Stafford is not the worst quarterback in the league by any means, but yeah, just, you know, Russell Wilson has always been a top 10, if not three to five guy. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, like that's, Absolutely. that worked in his favor. He's playing on a much better offense, just in the, in the offensive mm-hmm. minds they have in the offensive scheme, they consistently put out there, even when they have bad wide receivers, they find a way to make a guy look good. Um, you know, right. that's just a superior all around product there. Whereas Megatron was a one man show. It's, it's kind of the amazing right. part of the, the history of Detroit is that they always have this amazing one man show and yeah. then do nothing around. Yeah. It. Always. Um, right. So that, that's, that's the only difference I would say there is that, you know, Megatron did it from, 
from day one and, and with nothing right. around him. And, and DK Metcalf is looking good, much better than, than he could have looked, but with a whole lot around him and, and in the best possible scheme to succeed. But I see Aaron's point in saying, like, when you look at the end of his body of work, if he continues to progress the way that he is and just, you know, his couple of young seasons, he could be absolutely an elite wide receiver right. down the road. I could see that. I mean, and, and it's not – and I'm not saying it well, because, you know, New England didn't pick him up. What I'm saying is is that he's a one trick pony. You take that one trick, you t- yeah, he's a, he's a one trick pony now. But, but you can develop though. You exactly. develop, yeah. He's going to develop. He's so when develop. Megatron came in, he wasn't that one trick pony. Right. I just said. Hold that. on. But, okay. Let me. You but, want? You want? Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me. Let me say this. Let me finish. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And DK Metcalf, I I think that he fits perfectly in in the Seattle offense, no matter who is the offensive coordinator because of Russell Wilson, and he can just throw the ball up, up for grabs. And there's only a few of those quarterbacks that can do things like that, where you run your one or two routes. Like it was almost like Tony Romo and Des Bryant. You throw the ball up, you know exactly where he's going to, where he wants it. And, you know, he's just going to pluck it out of the sky. And I think that Metcalf is more like Des Bryant because he doesn't run a lot of routes versus Megatron who can run the whole route tree. And yes, your, your defense, when you're defensive game planning, yes, you have to, you have to game plan against DK Metcalf, but you only really have to game plan them against those deep balls. And granted, granted, for now, for now, for now, for now, I, for I now. That, for that's now, I'll agree with you. That's going to change. I'll, I'll, agree, I'll agree with both of you and say Des Bryant's a better comp right now. That's true, but I see right. a lot more ceiling in DK Metcalf than they ever saw in Des Bryant. I, mean, I do hope. Right. I right. do. And hope he's that and he he's going to get better. He he's going to get better. He becomes that elite wide receiver talent that a lot of people thought that he was in college. I I I really hope that he does. Yeah. But but here's the thing though, when you're playing with a Russell Wilson, man, and I know we gotta move on, but but when you're playing with a guy like Russell Wilson, I mean, they have like a big big brother little brother relationship. It's documented. It's always he's he's been saying it, Russell mm-hmm. Wilson, and and he he understands how good that D, D, DK Metcalf can be. He understands it, so he's gonna push him to that limit. And and plus DK Metcalf has a work ethic. We already know that. So each year you're gonna see the progression, and that's why I'm saying what I'm saying because I can see it. I can see that. Each year, you're going to see this guy progress, and at one point, he's going to probably be the best wide receiver in the league. I just see it. Yeah, I... going forward. Get, getting back to the game a little bit, though, just to to you know put back on that. What I do think was a major difference for Buffalo, and not a lot of people are talking about it, is I think you see that offense look very different with Smokey Brown in there than just having Stephon Diggs, and he's been missing time with injuries, so they just got him back. Um, I think he was actually on the COVID list for a while, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and and I think he, while he's certainly not the number one by any means, I think that he is such a complimentary and does a skill to take the top off the defense that it opens up those great crossing routes and those, those you know, plays that Josh Allen really likes to hit um, on guys, you know, coming over the middle. And that Diggs has really taken to in this offense, even though it's funny because he was kind of criticized for not being that guy in Minnesota. 
Um, he has definitely been that guy in Buffalo. And I think you're seeing that team as a whole on offense came together. And plus they played Seattle, which, you know, has yeah. a garbage defense. And the, I mean, that's been the case all season. So it doesn't surprise me that yeah. Buffalo does as they did. What surprised me is that Buffalo's defense was able to shut down Russell Wilson. It also wouldn't shock me to find out, just if you look at the last two, three weeks for Russell Wilson, he's just not played as well as he did the first three or four weeks. Now, is that everyone catching up to where he was at and he just was, you know, hit the ground running better? Or is there something a little off with him? Hmm. Are we going to find out he was working with some kind of an injury or something? All right. I'm going to say this, Ben. I, I just I agree a lot, of, a lot of things you said. Uh, two things. Um, I just think the run, as far as I don't need the least catching up with me, still have an MVP caliber year. I just think the run they, game is missing. They absolutely do they don't not. have a steady run game. They don't have a steady <laughs> run by it. So that, that's fair. That, that's that's a really that bad pick that he's thrown in crucial not, moments. Right. No, no, no. But and that's and that's sometimes with pressing and like even with Wentz, he's pressing so much. And you got a guy that's trying to press, you're going to have those turnovers. And that's it's kind of un- uncharacteristic for Russell Wilson to do that. But let's kudos to the kudos to uh, Jim Johnson uh, protege and Sean McDermott, who who he is coming warm. He's actually bred from the Eagles' uh, uh, defensive tree, if you will. <laughs> Uh, so a guy like Jim, like like uh, Sean McDermott, having that defense playing the way they are, I mean, listen, that's going to happen. They're one of the best defenses in the league. But more importantly, but let me let me finish this. I want to say this to Ben because Ben and I talked for years. You know, he's my buddy. We've been going at it for years about certain plays. But he, he and I had and we him and I had a discussion. I don't think he, I'm trying to see if he could cause this discussion. And I said to you, Josh Allen is going to be a player. I he didn't told you. I told you. I was 100 the same thing. He he said no. He said he said no, yep. Aaron. He said yep. no, Aaron. I, I've already I've already made a couple of this on the show. Yeah. I've already said I yeah. called Josh Allen yeah. wrong okay. this season. Right. Now again, I'll, I'll okay. still say right. wait until we get to the end of the season because I want to see it for a full season for the guy. And he already just had two weeks in a row where he looked not so great. So you know, but I'm still not willing to anoint him the second see, coming. But but he's 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 like. <laughs> He has looked infinitely better than I ever thought he would this year. I am willing to admit that all day long, thing, twice on Sunday. We have, we have pretty much anointed okay. Russell Wilson as the, as the front-running MVP, right? Because the Seattle Seahawks, and the Seattle Seahawks are putting up 30 to 38 points every game. But they're not blowing people out. Right. Well, it's because their defense. The, I, mean, I, I think not, right now the, the MVP conversation. The, oh, the biggest win that they had was against the Falcons in Week One. Every other team they've either beaten by a touchdown. Yeah, because they're one point five terrible three points. So is yeah, it's like true. they say? Oh, Seattle is scary. No, they're not really scary because you can put those points up. I mean. The, the Patriots put up 30 on them. The, they put up 30. Yeah. The Cowboys put up 31 on them. And was that with was yeah. that with that? Was that it, I mean, their defense is terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And when this starts getting into the playoffs, you know, when you're facing better defenses, because when you look at it, you know, they face the Cardinals defense, which is a pretty decent defense. The Vikings, which was a pretty decent defense, even though they only won one or two games. When they played the Dolphins, they struggled against the Dolphins. Um, 
and they lost against the Bills. And mm-hmm. when I'm looking at their schedule, they have a few teams left where you go, eh, I could see them. I could see blowing them out. But I don't see them. I mean, they, there's two teams that jump out. The Jets and maybe, maybe the Eagles. And the only reason why I say the Eagles is because of the Ooh. offense, and it depends on their injuries. If their injuries, if they're not as injured as they are now when the Seahawks face them, then the Eagles are going to become a problem. We're not, yeah. But Right, we're not going to be. Yeah, yeah, we're getting a lot, and and I'm going to say they still have to face the the football team, the Giants, the Rams, the 49ers, these the Cardinals again. They they still have to they still have to play these teams that have defenses that can make Russell Wilson uncomfortable in the pocket, uncomfortable uh, on the football field, and these are teams that could actually put up thirty. 30 to 35 points against them. And it's going to be interesting to see how many more games they can actually win with this horrible defense. Do and and it's not, you know, they they got they they don't have Clowney, which he wasn't a factor, obviously. And and here's the thing, here's the thing that I, you know, I, I was as I was looking at this, as I look at this, you know, they spent a ton to go get Jamal Adams, and he is looking putrid. Against the Bills, against... Let me me explain this to you. I'm going to explain it to you. Against the Bills, they targeted Jamal Adams all game long, and he was out of position. He was burned. He looked horrible all game long. They made it a point. They made it a point. I mean, I can tell you exactly what that was. That was because Buffalo was used to facing Jamal Adams. They know that his weakness is in coverage. Seattle is so thin in the secondary, they're having to use Jamal Adams not in the way that they intended. They're having to make him, because he's still the best option they have, they're, they're having to use him in more of a straight cover position, and that's not where his game's at. So, no, I mean, he, he, he got burned on a number of different plays – as a cover guy, because that's not where his game's at. Um, but overall, he he still had a solid game and still was a contributor, you know, racking up tackles like crazy. And, and you know, it still was a good move right. for, for how to use him. It's just they don't have the rest of the team around him right now. And then they're a bad defense. Right. I agree with that. I mean, you said it the best, um, Ben. I mean, they're just, they're just banged up right now. I just think, like you said, he's out of position. That uh, they're not putting him in the right position. I just think once he gets – and plus he's been hurt. He's been banged yeah. up. So I think, you know, once he's healthy again, they get some of the pieces back, they're going to be a little better. But listen, man, that, that defense well, is really bad. Well, I mean, they may old. have a I mean, DC opening and right maybe Dan's uh, day quick and go back. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it goes – Yeah, but, but I mean, you know what? But you know what the most glaring – the most glaring situation is? And I was, and I was talking to one of my colleagues about it. No, Earl Thomas is out there. No, Earl Thomas is. I don't think Earl Thomas Thomas. will get another job. Touch a whole lot, man. I think he is done. There's too many players. There's too many players on teams that say no. And when that gets around, that you are 
just completely unfit for a locker room and players don't want you, you're not going to get yeah. another job. I can understand. Sad. Right. And, and as we talked Absolutely. about before with him also, you know, it's, it's you look at the locker rooms that he has not, you know, ingratiated himself to. They're, they're not teams – that are poorly run. They're teams that mm-hmm. have strong chemistry. They're teams that have good coaching. They're teams that have good locker room guys. So the fact that those are the teams that are saying, we don't want you, that's that's very problematic for him to get another job because, you, you know, if you can't make it work in these places, then, you know, what are you going to do when you go to, you know, somewhere like the Jets or something? You know, it's it's, it's just, you, you know, know it's no bad. one wants a piece of that. You know it's uh, bad. But going back to the standings thing. You look yeah. up and A.B. has a job and you don't. You know you know it's bad. That's fair. <laughs> and, yeah, and people were point. banging down that's his very, door very that's fair. to sign him. That is there were three or four point. teams that wanted him. Seattle. Seattle yes. was banging that. Wait, time out. Seattle was banging down his door yes. to get AB there. Uh, <laughs> yes. Russell Wilson was begging for that's him. That's bad. It's bad. Begging. That's how you know that you begging. need to go and do something else when AB, who has caused drama everywhere he's gone, gets a job and they signed him before he even came off a of suspension and you can't get a job and nobody's even calling you. Yeah. That's the problem. That's a problem. That's a major problem. Yeah. But just one quick thing here on the standings you're talking about. It's kind of going back to our conversation from last week where Seattle is okay in spite of the fact they have a bad defense and Russell Wilson's kind of not playing great. They're starting from so far ahead of the curve, kind of same as what we're talking about when you said, I don't think Buffalo's got a chance to make it to the end of the year and and be in contention, you know, for the division. They're starting from such a positive place. They're six and two. Yeah, Arizona's only one game behind them, but they have a tiebreaker over them. And you know the the but for the you know for the Bills, you know they're they're at seven and two. Yeah, the Dolphins are a game behind them, but it's they're they're starting from such a place in front of everybody else that it takes so much mm-hmm. to catch up to them. Not that it can't happen, but that's where they can you know you can look at them and say yeah, even though they're slumping a little bit right now, they're probably still going to be in the playoffs. Because they're not going to lose so many games that every other team behind them, I don't know, because, is going to pass I don't know them because, up. I mean, the Cardinals just beat them. They're probably yeah, going to beat them again. They, it, it, I, I, I wouldn't count on Yeah, the Cardinals is tough, man. Seattle has Cardinals, a problem. No, not listen, Seattle, the Cardinals is tough. Seattle's man. I think, I mean, I agree their, with, uh, their with speed Kevin. on defense isn't what it used to be. And when you go up against cats like, you know, Murray right. and people like that, that can just that can yeah. just mm-hmm. run all up and down on you all day long, then that becomes a problem. And if they get swept by right. the Cardinals, then at that point you're looking up and, and it's like, okay, um, it, the, the race becomes tighter. And the Rams are kind of hitting their stride too. And right. yes, you know, the 49ers are banged up, but they still, for some odd reason, they still find a way to win football games. And if the Seahawks defense continues yeah, yeah. to crumble, their record is going to crumble too. They're going to beat the they're going to beat the obvious teams. Nah, they're going to beat the obvious teams, but their their wiggle room when they first their wiggle room when they were undefeated, they had a big they had right. some wiggle room. That that door is starting to shut, and teams like right. the Cardinals and the Rams are now 
they were far behind, and yes, they had that cushion, but they may not have that cushion any longer because they still have two more games with the Rams. They still have to play the Seahawks. They got to play the Eagles. It, it just it just depends on how these yeah. chips fall. Well, I think I think I I, I think Arizona is the biggest threat to, to Seattle. I think the Rams are just they're just there they're they're there, but I don't see them going further than that. But I think that, that right now the if you talk about matchups, a lot of people don't. They, have, they don't have a lot of answers for that offense, man. The high power offense that Arizona has. I mean, I mean, and, oh, and with how I'm going to be honest with you, man. Wait, is this guy? I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I'm gonna be honest with you, I, and I'm and, I'll, and me and Ben and I have talked about it before. Murray, man, I did not think he's gonna be this good. He he's he's a pleasant surprise, Agreed. man. I mean, he's he's official, man. He's the real deal, and he does so many things, man. That I mean, just the fact, I mean, even when he scrambles, because he's I mean, because he's four eight, not hit him. He's a you four can't eight. get a hit on him, man. He's just, <laughs> he's just so smart. He's four eight. I mean, but not but not but not only he's four eight, but he just. It's he these baseball players that know how to slide at the, at the, right, at the right, time. right time. And so, I mean, Russell, you can't you can't put a hit on Russell absolutely. either when he gets out in absolutely. the pocket and he gets in absolutely. space and he's running. It's the same thing. They just they just they're naturally same thing. they're same natural thing. sliders. So that's right. what they're naturally going to do. And it's annoying right. to and, a defense and, when you can't put that lick right. on the quarterback because he got in open space and he just Slides on down, yeah, you can't hit him. It becomes frustrating to a defense. Speaking of the Cardinals, right. we move on to our next game, which I call it, unfortunately, I call it the highly challenged bowl, where you had the four foot eight Kyler Murray going up against the four foot nine Tua Tonga Vailoa with the Dolphins and the Cardinals. You see how he's going to start and off here, by like talking and, about how bad and, it is. And I'm going to say this. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. He's a hater. This was probably one of the more exciting also. games of the of the of the week. Um, I and Miami did go into Arizona, which Ben called. He was going. They were going to go into Arizona and beat the Cardinals, and they did. And Tua was very – he was extremely efficient going 20 of 28 for 248 and two touchdowns. Um, he also had seven rushes for 35 yards. So what we saw was the Alabama Tua where he was chucking it all over the field. He went short. He went deep. He went middle. He ran what he needed to. Um, the defense definitely held at the end. Um, <clears throat> Kyler Murray did his thing as well. He was 21 of 26 for 283 and three touchdowns. And he also had, now I, I didn't know this, but, uh, he also had 11, uh, 11 carries for 106 yards. And I think that, um, that was, that was Ben's biggest was that they had no answer for Kyler Murray's rushes and they didn't, they really didn't. However, it came down to, really it always didn't. comes down to one play. One play sometimes in a tight game decides the game. And I don't care how many points you rack up, how many yards you rack up. Defense wins games, they win championships. And it was the Miami defense coming through in the fourth quarter when they needed that one stop. They got that one stop and they pulled out the victory. 
And I said to Ben earlier this year, I said it earlier. I said, don't be surprised if you see Miami coming for Buffalo and dethroning Buffalo for the the AFC East title because of that defense. I said it, and they are proving it, and they've been proving it the past three weeks where they are – very, they are extremely tough on defense, and Flores's defense is they are they're fast on defense. They get after the quarterback. They have a secondary to allow their front seven to get after the quarterback, and they're very dangerous. They're very very dangerous. Take it away, Ben. Uh, I mean, everything you said is true. Um, it, it really did come down to uh, one play that really decided it, where it was a fourth and they called it one, but it was you know closer to probably half a yard. Um, and for some reason, and I was so happy about this because Murray had been beating us all game long, and 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 we did not have an answer for him when they were doing, you know, whether it was the read option or whether it was you know RPO or whether it was design run. As soon as they put the ball in his hands to, you know, make a, a design play, um, he's just – he's too slippery. It's a, The guy's so good in the open field, it's scary. And when it was that play, I said, this is just going to be another one. They're going to they're gonna fake it to the back, and it's either going to be a, a read option or it's going to be, you know, fake it to the back, and Russell – or in, uh, uh, Murray is just going to take it, you know, right around the side. And instead, for some reason, they gave it to the running back, and we crushed him behind the line. And it was great because it was like, I don't know why it was, it reminded me of, you know, kind of the famous, you know, yeah. uh, Pete Carroll get, not giving the ball that to Marshawn Lynch, you know, kind of a thing. It's sometimes coaches can overthink the moment. And, and, you know, and I understand the argument of like, everyone knows Kyler Murray is going to get the ball. Sometimes I think you just got to re- rely on the fact that if you have a weapon that is that unstoppable, especially if he's proven to be that unstoppable in the game. Sometimes you just got to rely on that and say, it's, yeah. it's yours, yeah. go win it. And, and yeah. that's what great guys do. And, and, right. and Murray is definitely proving to be that. Um, and I was so happy that they didn't do that because uh, as much as I want to believe our defense still would have come up at the stop, I don't feel nearly as good about that uh, prospect. Um, but like I said, they did. Um, it was a great game. I mean, just as a football fan, it was a phenomenal game. Um, was so entertaining just to watch these two kind of similar young undersized quarterbacks. Um, obviously, Murray's way more mobile. Um, but, for you know, now, what you were thrilled about now. as a Dolphins fan is you mobile. saw the mobility. Well, I think he's going to be always more mobile. Murray is more of a runner than, yeah. you know, than, than Tua <laughs> ever was, um, even, even before all the injury. Tua's, yeah. you know, mobile and he's very good. Um, but I would say it's more – as a comp, something closer to a Russell Wilson than, than a, yeah, a you know, Mike yeah. Vick or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, <clears throat> you know, Murray, Murray is the guy, yeah, you know, he is a runner as a option, you know, and, and that is part of his game. Um, but, you know, what you're thrilled about as a Dolphins fan for Tua is that you saw yeah. everything you wanted to see. You yeah. saw him take a hit. You saw him, have the wiggle. You saw him make a guy miss in the open field. You saw him, you know, know when to tuck it and run. You saw him, you, you know, be able to step up in the pocket, and not run first. Every time he ran, he still was 
that kind of thing. That's one of my, my number one thing I always want in a quarterback is I never want a quarterback who tucks it and runs yeah. as an option. Number one, always be looking downfield to make the pass. And if it's not mm-hmm. there and you've got to scramble for it. Great. Glad that you've got the wheels to do it. That's what I want. Um, and that's what, you know, he, he showed that he had. So uh, could not be happier and more excited and, and more like I've talked about from, from day one, you know, on this pod is that this, this season to me, isn't about can the dolphins make the super bowl. This season is about can the dolphins improve as a right. team so that next year, I honestly believe we can be a team that's, that's a contender. Now, if it turns out that we can win the division and make some noise and, you know, we're doing some things, Hey, that's gravy. And I'm, I'm on board for the ride. Uh, but, um, you know, you're, you're seeing everything you want to see out of this team you're seeing, and, and they're, and they're doing it with good yeah. young players that they're building around. They're doing it not at a full right. complement of health, you know, that fact that you were, you know, you were missing your starting running back who already was a surprise for this year in miles Gaskin, but has been a, a pleasant surprise and a very solid player. But the fact that you're missing him in this game. You know, you were, you had a guy, you know, Savan Amek uh, that, that, you know, was no one's ever heard of before. He played solid, but I mean, that's who you were going to as kind of your starting running back in this game because Brito was also out with a hamstring injury. Uh, For some reason, Jordan Howard just absolutely is not in the favor of the team. Um, I get it to an extent as far as I think what it comes to is Jordan Howard is the kind of running back that needs. 10, 12, 18 carries to get lathered up and, and really show what he can do. And and he's not a guy who right. can necessarily make a guy miss mm-hmm. kind of thing. And and the offensive line is not so right. skilled that that's the kind of running back that we can be behind. Um, so I think that in spite of the fact that Jordan Harris is probably a better all around, you know, as a running back is a better talent um, than some of these other guys. I think that they don't, mm. he doesn't fit, as a lead back, what this team needs to be right now. Um, I'm hopeful that with Gaskin on IR and Brita just has a hamstring, I'm hopeful Brita can come back this week and play. And and my real hope is that Brita can start to really contribute um, in that, uh, in that passing game and get him open space and that kind of thing, uh, because he should fit what they want. He is a guy who's shifty. He is a guy that has speed to hit the hole and that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, nothing but arrow right. up, nothing but happiness okay. for this game. Um, you know, it was great to see at the beginning of the, the the game. It was a very different game plan than all their other ones. They didn't do zero blitz every time, and, it you know, that's been working great. Right. But when you have a guy like Murray, you couldn't do that. But they still found a way to get pressure on him over and over and over again. They still got pressure. And at the beginning, they got pressure and got a, you know, fumble and return for a touchdown. And the, the defense is – I don't know. I, I can't imagine with the numbers that they let put on the board that they're still the number one scoring defense, but they're probably still pretty high up there. And the fact that they're forcing turnovers every week, See, I think you know, that's all you can ask for out of a defense. So, so for me, so for me um, let me just chime in. Um, and, and, and I don't know if we're going to get to the biggest surprise, but <laughs> – they're actually my biggest surprise. I know, you know, I know that's the same we was gonna talk about, but honestly, man, I did not, and I know, I know, I know, I know BT, and I, I kind of don't want to say it because you know yes. I don't want to be disparaging anybody, but this guy is happy. You know, my God, I, the last thing the, the many years I've known Ben Tor, Ben Torrock, he's been yeah. in Miami. He's a diehard. He's this guy. 
when 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 this guy is, I mean, they're two and thirteen. He's rooting. He's watching every snap. Every game. He's really serious about his team. So I'm ha- I'm happy for this guy because they have something. I mean, honestly, man. I mean, I, I can start, I can go down the line. I mean, Flores, man. I mean, and and and. The way he's got these guys playing, man, just looking on the outside, I don't get to watch him every week, but when I did see some of the games, he just got these guys playing. They believe in him, man. He's, 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 he's starting a culture out there, and a culture to where it's about being together. It's about being men. It's about we're all, we're all in this together, and we're going to go out there, and we're going to fight. And, we're, and, and you see it every snap, and, you, and it's exuding every single time you see the Dolphins play. And they have something. I mean, they, and they finally have the franchise quarterback. I mean, we can go through all the names that they had oh. since Dan Marino, but I think this is the guy. Now I'm not. I'm not saying he's since, Marino, yeah, since okay? Marino, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying they haven't had a franchise guy like no. him. I know. He, I know he, Tannehill, he is definitely know, the closest I know, thing. I know, you know, know right boy. now looks like it. Right, but he's he's the For real sure. deal. He's the real deal. So I mean, they have something here, and you can see it. I mean, they're plugging guys in. They get listen. Mac Hounds was a, was a Philadelphia Eagle. And he's 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 getting out to Miami making plays. I mean, I can you, go you, down you want the Mac Collins? Wait, let me let me give you the Mac Collins great stat. He's caught one pass. Uh, uh, wait, wait. He's caught one ahead, pass for the Dolphins, and it was that touchdown. Right. <laughs> okay. And he got a touchdown. I mean, uh, Eric Rowe, he's another Eagles cast-off, Patriots cast-off. But my point is, he's getting guys that are just coming oh, yeah. together. He's plugging them in, and they're playing. And they're believing in what they're doing. So, I mean, honestly, and, and I'm going to say this. This is a bold prediction. I like making bold predictions what I do. But I think in the next four to five years, we're going to be talking about Flores, one of the best coaches. It's in the not league. bold because I know, I, I, I know it's, this. It's a bold I mean, prediction. I might be jumping out the window, but when you got to, when I know you know all about him, but 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 what I'm saying is, man, when when you got when you got a coach and you got guys that believe believe in what the coach is bringing to the table, and they're believing in they're believing in, in how he's bringing that culture. Yeah. I mean, that culture is so important, man, and you can just see it in how they're playing. So I mean. Even even with the Fitzpatrick situation, I mean, the, the way they made the move, some people might have been upset about it, but it was time. It, well, time and that was, that was more media creation I mean, than reality. Know, you know, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, but but let me say this to that: there could be, there could be divide in the yeah. room, but it's not. But it's not because the culture yep. is so he got he, he has that culture. It may there, it and may and have honestly, a, man. I, I can see the uh, dolphins some problem, next it, year. It man, may like have, said, have created more tension if they were losing and they were losing bad, and they were pointing fingers. Then you get the divide. But at the end of the day, I said you could. You, you never could, know. But what, what, I, what I'll say is this: this because is, people start pointing fingers because they're losing, but. The Dolphins, even though they were, I think the only game that they were, they kind of like, you know, didn't really score too much was the week one. And a lot of teams do that. They, you know, they're just trying to get their defense or their offensive game plan in. There's no, there's no training camp. There's no preseason. And you go out there just willy nilly and you're trying to see what people have week one. But as you as you look at them, this is now week going into week nine. From week, I would say week number four, they started getting better and better and better and better. Each week they're starting, they're they're progressing. And you want to see a team that when they're young like that, you want to see them progress every single solitary week to the point where 
hey, we didn't think that we were going to be here, but now that we're here, let's make the most of it. And this is a team that could say, hey, I didn't think that we were, we were going to be here in this, in, this AF, in this AFC chip, but let's make the most of it. Hey, if we win, we win. We have nothing to lose at this point because our goal really wasn't the Super Bowl. That's honest. Our goal was to just mm. make sure that we progress week in and week out, which is what they're doing. But I could see them knocking off some teams just because they're progressing week in, week out, week in and week out. And is it does it hurt me as a as a Patriots fan? No, it doesn't hurt me as a Patriots fan because it's not that. It's that it's not just that. Here's what here's, what, six here's what, why it doesn't hurt me. I can see a, a <laughs> I see a Patriots staff coach go in and coach a team and not wet the bed. There were too many of those coaches where they would leave New England, go to another team, and they would just be putrid. Fat Patricia. Fat Patricia. Charlie Weiss. Uh, Romeo Cornell. Okay. I, um, I, I can see that. There's too many yeah, of these coaches that. that they try that. to they, they try to be Romeo Cornell. They <laughs> Bill Belichick, and they try to take – you can't be – there's only one Bill Belichick. There's only one – Flores, there's only one, you know, there's only one Matt Vrabel, right? And right. and these coaches are they're they're coming out Matt of the system and they're successful. Yeah, and absolutely. I see Flores exist as successful. I see Judge as being mm-hmm. successful in 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 New York because with the thing that he's instilling in New York is something that they didn't have for years since Bill Parcells yeah. almost or Tom Coughlin, which is discipline. They they were undisciplined. And Miami was a, a little right. undisciplined, and I, I do want to see my the my uh, division, the AFC East, become tighter to where we're just not running away with, you know, the the AFC East title, and it just becomes garbage. I don't think so. Well, and I don't. I'm think gonna say so. this to that. If there's a new sheriff in town, and that's the, that's the Buffalo Bills right now. Now the, the Miami Dolphins. Let me let me finish. Uh, the, the Buffalo Bills is a new sheriff, and I don't. And I, I really, I don't believe Miami Dolphins. I, don't believe but I think it's going to come down to I believe that All right. it will Miami be Dolphins Miami that will take over Buffalo. Buffalo has a, Buffalo is the team right now, week nine, week nine. Buffalo, Buffalo always will be. Let me say this though: Buffalo will always be there because of the defensive pedigree. That's the first thing. They're always going to be there because they're going to be a top 10 defense every year because, again, he's, he's running that Jim Johnson system, okay? That's the first thing. He's going, to, he's going to plug the players in to put them in the right positions. But as Josh Allen continues to progress, they're going to be the team. They're going to be we'll the see. team because Josh Allen, we're only seeing the tip of what he's going to do. He's going to be a very, very good quarterback in this league. Well, let, let me let me just – Very, let me just... very good quarterback. I watched the kid. I've been watching this kid since Wyoming. Let me, be, I, I absolutely I believe the division is going to come down to the final week of the year. It's, it's, you know, the Dolphins um, are, you know, playing uh, at the Bills in the last week of the and year, and I think that's going to ultimately be, be the deciding factor. Be flex to like a Sunday night. Um, but let me, let me just, just to speak on the. Uh, oh yeah, I, I, oh, I mean it's one o'clock right now, but I'd be shocked if it stays there. Um, but let me let me just let me just say a couple quick things about the the culture you were talking about. Some stories that were about the Dolphins this week that I thought were just awesome. One hours before kickoff came out that a whole bunch of coaches tested positive for COVID 
and had to be quarantined and didn't make the trip and all this, that, and the other. So they were missing the number one, you know, that was probably the worst was they were missing their quarterbacks coach, which obviously for Tua in his second game, first game on the road, all of that, that's a huge, huge, you know, detriment and, and yeah. a hard thing to overcome. So you were worried about that going into it. Uh, speaking to the culture of what they have going on in Miami, they had the tight ends coach who was a quarterback in college and who has been a quarterback's coach in the NFL before. I forgot his name right now, Godfrey, um, that they had him play as the quarterback's coach for Tua for the game. And he's, you know, stepped into that and, and, you know, was, was seamless yeah. and Tua couldn't have been more complimentary and the team could be more complimentary. Same thing. They, they were missing their linebackers coach. They took a guy who played linebacker, who was a scout. He's on the, the personnel team. They took a guy that was on the, the, the scouting staff who played linebacker and had done a little assistant linebacking coach in uh, division uh, two schools. They brought him on as the linebackers coach for the day. Like they just moved all those pieces around and, and everybody chipped in and made it work. And, you know, going back to the Fitz thing, as much as there was that conversation about, Oh, it's going to be a lot. There has never been any divide. And even going back to last year when this team was bad and people were saying, Oh, they're tanking all this, that, and the other, the team never had any kind of division. The team never had anybody, you know, chirping off in the press and, and saying, I'm not getting the ball enough and saying, we shouldn't be starting this guy, you know, none of that stuff. Even you know, Josh Rosen, Fitzpatrick, they moved, you know, those guys in and out last year. Nobody ever said, why are we playing this guy instead of that guy? There was none of that. Flores has this team bought in as a culture. They are playing as a team. One of the best things you can see, it's supposedly it's going to be on inside the NFL tonight on Showtime because they had the clip on Twitter. On For Tua's game ball for winning when he got that touchdown, mm-hmm. He went right over to Flores and gave it to him. And Flores said, no, it's yours. It's your first, you know, game ball. It's, you know, this is, he said, no, no, this is yours. This belongs to you. Tua insisted that the head coach take the game ball. That's the kind of culture. That's the kind of team that they have going on right now. And, and coming off of being with Adam Gase and even to a lesser extent, Joe Philbin previously, I can't tell you how happy I am as a Dolphins fan because there's, there's, yeah, there's, happy, happy oh, days. Oh, oh, you're excited, bro. You're excited. This, this, Indeed. This is happy days. Happy, and so happy, we moved to our – so now we moved to our last game, which happy was now the uh, battle <laughs> yeah, of yeah. – I don't even know what to call it. Um, The Patriots played the Jets. Uh, This was the – this was – this was – this was the – this was the putrid horrible horrible. part, too. I think the other Putrid Bowl was some. There was an NFC East game that was the Putrid Bowl. This is Putrid Bowl number two. Um, <laughs> can, can we just skip to the so, end of the page and I can tell you exactly what so, that whole game and was? And it made me so angry. Uh, the pay, Patriots beat the uh, All right, beat I'll the wait. Jets thirty to twenty-seven. Cam Newton. Uh, was 27 to 35 for 274. Damian Harris had 14 carries for 71 yards. Uh, I believe it's Jacoby Myers had his breakout game 12 catches for 169 yards. Um, and they had nothing but rushing touchdowns. Cam Newton had two rushing touchdowns, and Burkhead had one rushing touchdown. 
The rest were all field goals. Joe Flacco was 18 of 25 for 262, three touchdowns and a pick. Um, and, and, so, so, the, so against so the division one team. a little bit. Um, the and I know we had we hmm. had some injuries across the board in terms. I think we had an injury on every level. We did. We had an injury on every level to start. Uh, on the Patriots defense. I get that. Um, but and looking at this game, Joe Flacco looked like Joe Flacco from the from from the playoff Super Bowl winning Joe Flacco. From um, and Yeah, he sure did. We he had to make up. it a point coming out of halftime <laughs> to limit what Joe Flacco was doing to us. Um, and the fascinating thing about this was two things. One, this was the tank bowl. Um, the Jets purposely tanked on this one. And two, the Jets had the ball for one minute in the fourth quarter. One minute and 30-some 30, 30 seconds in the fourth quarter, which is crazy Considering the fact that you have a fifteen minute, we have fifteen minutes in the fourth quarter. Um, Damian Harris started off slow, but he did have a couple nice runs. Um, Sony Michelle comes back this week, and he's not going to. I don't think that they are going to start Sony Michelle, um, even though he's you know at, he may be at a hundred percent. I think that going forward, that Damian Harris will be the the bell cow back. Um, they say that he hits the hole a lot harder. Um, he is the back that Bel- right. Belichick normally likes bigger, bigger backs. And if you look at a lot of his, you know, um, you know, Super Bowl runs with even with the Giants, he's always had a he's always dealt with a big back. And Damian Harris is that guy. Um, huh? But he's really good. Yep, he got uh, he He's got a, he had a yeah. he had a chest injury. Um, I think that Cam has found yeah, got, yeah. his weapon I'm, I'm, in I'm Jacoby Myers. Um, that's his favorite target. Mm-hmm. It's been his favorite target ever since he's since he's come to New England. He has kind of um, he's kind of gravitated towards Jacoby Myers. Um, I just felt like you know I just felt like the Jets through the game more than the New England Patriots won the game. And that's kind of disheartening. They threw it. Let me let me explain. Couldn't agree let me explain this. Let me explain this. Think, let me explain this to you. You think they threw the game? I'll tell you exactly so, why I know they threw the game. Had the opportunity. Okay? On the last on 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 Joe Flacco's pick, he had two guys in his face wide open. He had a guy coming across the middle and he had a guy on the outside on the right that he could have thrown. They were both wide open, but he decided instead to throw to, and I and I think the guy ran a post and he was double covered. And I don't care what kind of quarterback you are, you don't, that's, that. they just threw it. 
they threw the game. That was the first part. The second part was, mm. okay, New England comes down and they drive, okay? And it's a 50-yard field goal. You don't call a timeout to ice the kicker? Come on, bro. Not only that, not only that one, not only did they not call the, the icing because Gase actually does have a history of not icing the kickers. I can attest to that. So there's a possibility that that's not why, but I still agree with that. The worst part, even more to the point that they were throwing it, is the play before the kick. The guy yes. caught it in the middle of the field. Yes. They tagged him down immediately. If you didn't tag him down, Absolutely. there might have been another two, three seconds was all that was left. Now, there would have probably been – they probably would have gone to a replay to determine was the player giving himself up. And if they said yes, then they would have stopped the clock and let him – you know, still would have been the field goal. But the fact that you yes. didn't even try to make that right. a case, the fact that you didn't even let the yeah. guy just yeah. stand there yeah. and, and not touch him down. It, they let two, three seconds they off. wanted that to was lose that so game. And here's the other part. Here's the thing that is kind of concerning to me, but it's really not concerning to me because of who he is. Right. And that's Cam Newton. And the one thing I've seen in Cam Newton more than I've seen probably in his whole career is he's stumbling around a lot. Have you noticed that? No, 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 no. Um, we're not talking about we're not we're not talking about in the pocket. Yeah. While he's in the pocket. A lot of hits. I'll be stumbling too. You haven't noticed that he's been stumbling around and falling all over the place? I really think that that COVID sickness is well, more than what he, they he, have kind of... The of attrition are truly out on him. You know, put out there in the streets, and I really think that he's still affected by that, even though he's sucking it up and playing. I really think that I really think that that's affecting him. Now, it's now, also now, I'm going to say this. this. On his I'm this. I'm this last part. I just, I just. There were times I, where I looked at him and I was like, yeah, "I just okay, that was a good throw. Okay, that all right. I see you. I see you. He's really fighting and he's really trying to will the team to win. I, I'm, I'm seeing that. Uh-huh. I saw that in the last game." But it was against the Jets. I need to see that against teams that have a right. little better defense that care. Yeah. I, I need to see, see it against a team that cares. Right. The Jets don't care. Well, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this to that man. I, I just think Cam is a show. He's not. He's not what he was. I think the law laws of it. And I, you know, I'm a big. I'm a big Cam fan. I don't. I just Thank don't. Just Hard, I don't know why. I've been, a, been I've been a Cam fan ever since Auburn, but I, I I just I just think the law. Listen, I just like him, man. I like the guy. You know, what I mean, I like I've always liked him, but I mean, I just think the laws of attrition have, have caught up with him. All those hints that he's been taking over the years, and I just think his body type is even different. He's not as big as he was. He's more leaner, and I think it's just it's just a couple array of things with him. It's just different, man. He's just not the same. He's just not the same guy. I don't think his shoulders healthy. I just think the the foot is, is not right. I just think, and maybe nah, I don't know, Kevin. You could be right. Maybe nah, bro. COVID thing, but nah, bro. more important, that's part of it. The hit that, that's that's part, that's, that's part of it. That's part of it. He's taking man. He's taking a lot of hits, and I just, I just, I just, I just feel, I just feel, I just feel like, I just feel like, I just feel like he's trying to figure out because again, those two weeks were big. Those two weeks of him being out of out of that offense 
really were big for his, the, the development of him as a quarterback in that in that system. The Josh McDaniel system is a little bit complicated. So him missing those two weeks or so, not being with his team is really big. And I just think more importantly, they don't have the horses. They don't have the horses around them like, like, like that. Adam is not there. I mean, yeah, Myers, Myers stepped up this game, but no, that, he's been never he's been Joel, he's been Jacoby steady. Myers before. Jacoby Myers has like a couple balls in a couple games. It's just that so, I mean, and, they just and don't, he's have, been they don't have it this because year. Edelman is just he's done, yeah, and Nikhil yeah, Harry but, is. I mean, he's just yeah, but they don't have the horses. They don't have the horses. Is 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 not the guy? I thought he's gonna. I thought Nikhil, Nikhil Harry was going to be somebody. I really yep. did. Because I, I remember watching the Arizona State. And that's the I, person I we picked for you guys. DK I thought he would come in and contribute, but let that it's, sink it's, in. It's not translating, man. Let that sink in. I mean, but I just, I just, I know it. I didn't know that one. But that's tough. Well, I tell you what, man, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we look at it. The Jets was tanking for Goldilocks. And we know Goldilocks is Trevor Lawrence. And and the New England Patriots, how deviant and how they are. And I still think there's a good right. chance that Trevor Lawrence you. says, That's "I right. don't want any part Patriots of that." Jets. Because it would, because it would be it would be it would be the Jets. It would be. But, just but let like me go New back York. to New York for a what? second. Possibly. You know what, Adam Gaze? We're just going to keep you on for one more year. This is your prove it year. Yes, Jaguars. Oh no! Nah. Even though he gave him the even though he gave him the the, the vote of confidence, that was a good <laughs> I, I hope not because I'm enjoying watching I, the train wreck. It's, it's just fun. But um, well, let me go back to let me go back to Cam for one quick second. Going back to Week One that I said on the pod, I said, "Yeah, you know what? He ran all over the Dolphins. There's no question. We didn't know what we were getting with him. Nobody knew what you know was going to be that offense. But I said." You can do this in week one. You can run the ball, and I don't remember what the numbers were, but it was something yeah. obscene, like 12 design quarterback runs or something. You can do that in week one. You can't do that from week one through week 16, and now apparently through week eight is what we're talking about, uh, with, with two games missing in there. I said that from the beginning. I said, you, you, I can't wait for when it comes time that the, the wheels fall off this wagon because Cam Newton can't run the ball like this. You know, even if he was Cam Newton of old, he couldn't run the ball like this, but he's not that guy. And th- there's no way this is going to be a sustainable offense. It's that, and it's proven it's, to be it's true. Not that, so, it's, I mean, he still had 10 just carries. Just listen to me. You know, I'm saying. You know, but they were short yardage <laughs> carries. And I think that at some point he has to throw the football. And the thing that I've been banging on the table – Year after year after year after year. And Aaron, now you see what I was talking about. Is that Cam is a phenomenal athlete. You need him to get those those tough grinding yards, he will get yeah. that for you. If it's third and one, it's fourth and one, I'm betting Cam 100% of the time. But when you drop back, when he drops mm-hmm. back to pass, I have no idea what he's going to do. And the thing is, is that it's not just... He may not know what he's looking at. He may know what he's looking at. But his mechanics, his passing mechanics is putrid. And I said as a quarterback, as a thrower of the football, he is probably going to be one of the last quarterbacks that I take because he's not a good quarterback in terms of a thrower of the football. Overall, with his athletic ability, it makes him a dynamic quarterback. 
But I, I've been saying why they took a guy like a Cam Newton who they know cannot pass the ball down the field or if it was, hey, I need Cam Newton to win this football game with his arm, they know he can't do that. Why they picked him up when there were others out there, and I get it, you know, they only paid Cam a million because that's all he had. That's all they had. But, my God, it's just – he's just that bad as a quarterback. And it, it's showing. It's showing so bad now. And I'm just sitting back like, well, I told you. I told you. So, our game coming up next week, I mean – well, the last thing I want to ask you about, I want to ask you one thing as a Patriots fan here, Kev. So looking at the schedule that they have remaining, let me look at their schedule. I see maybe two wins left on the schedule. Ravens, Texans, Cardinals, Chargers, Rams, Dolphins, Bills, Jets. So I said I see maybe you said, two. You said two wins coming up, you said, Ben? Ravens is a loss. Texans always lost. playing tough. They have no answer Look, for a running quarterback. Problem, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. So out of it's the at, next it's at one, Houston, two, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games, you have, you have <laughs> one quarterback that is not a running quarterback. One. Texan, yep, in golf. Everybody else is a running in golf. He just right, but he's and, not. And, a, and golf can move. Herbert, you know, he's not, he's not a statue. Kyle Murray, a Deshaun. I mean, you got to you. Here's what we got. No, no, up. you're Our right. Yeah, I mean, of those quarterbacks that are left: Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, and Kyler Murray. Yeah. To a. To a then the That's last, why I said I see I see two wins. Maybe could be maybe Tua, the, the Rams, Allen, and Sam Darnold, and Sam can move. And not only that, but like at that point, it probably won't be a question of the Jets needing to lose the last game to secure the number one pick. So you might actually get a game out of them. Plus, they might have fired Gase by then, mm-hmm. because I think. I think they have to fire Gase before the end of the year in order for Trevor Lawrence. In order, so you think Gase will be going? I think they have to fire Gase to by, by the end of the year yep. in order for Trevor to Lawrence to, order to, to not say he's coming so, back to Clemson. Or, or, and, and, and I think, and I think that's why you might see. Side, you know, don't worry about it. Go ahead and come into the NFL. We're going to fire. I mean. That'd be a pretty bold move to tell Why tell a guy we? that's not on Why your team we? we're gonna fire our head coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, but but listen, I mean at at the end of the day, at the end of the day, and let's keep it real, Joe listen, at the end of the day, Joe Douglas and will, 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 he will be revered in, in Philadelphia history forever. Yeah, he he'll be going too he he'll be right going to see himself. So he's gonna do whatever he has to do to keep everything together and keep that ship rolling and try to bring it up. So, so, so my my point is, my point is, Gates will be going by the end of the year. To Ben's point, it could be right. It might not be until like week sixteen. Yeah, I want them to go ahead and just lose. Come to New York. 
the rest of the games. Yeah, because there are three. They're going to make it happen. They're going to make it happen. Because they're – Oh, I know you do. And that's why that's what I was about to say. My favorite thing oh, about the Patriots this year is they're not even going to be in the top five for picks because they're going to end up with probably two more wins, which puts them at five wins for the year, which is going to be, like, just good enough to be right in that middle stupid – 10 to 15 for the picks where the Dolphins are always stuck. And I want you to and I don't have to them, suffer. I, honestly, <laughs> listen to yeah. me. Listen to me. I, I, when you look at <laughs> hey, these listen, games, how, how, okay? how the tables have turned. How even at week turned. one, let's, let's not even take week one. Let's take it after they beat the Patriots, after they beat the Raiders. You knew they were going to lose to the Chiefs. You didn't think that they were going to lose to the Broncos. And you definitely didn't think that they were going to lose to the to the 49ers. And we could have lost to the Jets. Okay? So those were those were winnable games. So just yeah. because so just because just because they have the Jets on the schedule and they have the Texans so point, on the schedule and maybe the Chargers on the schedule doesn't mean that they can go in there and win. No, it's not. No, it's not that they're tanking. When you look so at your them, your point is, the, Kevin, you're, you're saying that they're, they're, bad they're tanking. Football team. To the degree. Let's, so, be, let's keep it real. It's not, but it's not. But it. Okay. So to tank. So to tank. If they were tanking, right? They would say, "All right, Cam. We know go. that. We know that. But what we're I- not going to win any more games this year. You're good. Hang it up. Hang it up. We'll we'll just ride. We'll just ride Stidham." And which, and which could happen, which could happen the next week or two. But but hold on, but hold on, but hold on, but hold on, but hold on. Not after, that can, not that after, can happen within not the next after week. what he did. On, listen, uh, Cam, night. No, Cam is one game away from being pulled, man. Getting a, getting the curtain pulled, pulled behind him. He's one, he's <laughs> listen, it I, did. Okay. He ate that, that power pellet and gave him another life. He ate the mushroom. Life, okay. <laughs> he lasted one. He lasted. He lasted. He lasted one more. He ate no, the no, he because guess what? You know what? The, right you know what? The game. Raven. The game. The game that they're going to look at. The game that they're going to look at. They're not going to look at the Ravens. Okay. As Candy's the show is. No, they're not. Let me say this. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold. Yes, they are. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. If they get embarrassed and blown out, which is probably going to happen, it is in New England. If they, and night. is that home? Is that Ravens? Is that is that Ravens or Patriots? Yeah. Okay. Well, they still they can still get it. They still get it. No, because out. it's they not. It's not going to be. If it's they not get going to be about home, Cam. And they get, yeah. get beat by three touchdowns, for instance. So uh, it's not. Cam's it's done. not like he's because back. with well, I'll tell you. with the fully healthy Tom Brady, <clears throat> the Baltimore Ravens smoked. The New England Patriots, even when even when he was a younger Tom Brady, and we had weapons, so the Ravens have always been a bad matchup. Hold on, the Ravens have always been a bad matchup. But the thing is this: even on defense last yeah. year, when yeah. we got but, smoked by the Cam, Ravens, and the year before when we got beat, some games, it's it's, it's not going to be about Cam. Keep it real. The Ravens' offense is just too much for our defense right now because of how banged up we are. That's number one. Cam is not Cam is not going to be 
Cam is not going to be held to blame. I, I get for that. A part. I, loss, I get that. But what I'm for saying for a Chiefs loss for a hot for a for a loss where the team has a dynamic offense because our offense cannot well, hang with any of these teams that are out there right now that are going but to play I, us I get for that. the exception mm-hmm. of the Jets. Our offense can't hang. I get that. But hey, but my point is this. My point is this. And I get what you're saying. But, again, if it gets to that point where they say, listen, what are we playing for? We're, we're not going nowhere. Let, yeah, all right, let's see lose. if we can get that, that. Let's see if we can get that third pick. Let's see if we can get yeah. that fourth pick. Because you're going you're gonna to lose this week. We already know this. We already know this is going to happen. It's, in, it's, it's, it's the inevitable. It's going to happen. So, depending on how it looks, they're going to say, you know what? Let's just ah, see what the Stidham kid has. He's, now, so far, we Stidham hasn't given it anything. But let's just see. Give him a whole week to practice. Because that would get so well. Being in the meetings. Learn, learn this, you know, get his. But what, and I want them, and I want them to go up there. I want them to go up there and grab somebody like that because they know they're not going anywhere. They know. Let's just get the third pick. Let's get a top five pick. And I'm okay with that. Let's get a top five. I'm okay with that. And right. So my point is, let's get let's get that fifth pick or fourth pick, whatever it may be, and let's see what Stidham has. And instead, and guess what? And let me say this: if Stidham doesn't have have everything they think he has. Then there's a kid in Ohio State. There's a kid at Ohio State that's a quarterback right now who I think is really going to be a player. That maybe maybe that's his pick. He may slide down to five. He might be there. You know who I could absolutely see? You know I could absolutely see happening the Patriots? Here we go. And I hope it happens. (laughs) I can see that. I could absolutely see see the Patriots trading for Darnold for like – Probably like a low second, early third, somewhere in that neighborhood. Because uh, Shefty is already reporting that that's where the value's at. The league has him pegged basically right in that Josh Rosen. You know what, Ben? You, you know, know they, and ben? supposedly they were interested in the I Josh Rosen. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. Bring him in as a – as a. let's see what we got. Is and then they'll take it because they're not going to – I, I think you guys are wrong. They're not going to lose out because they'll they'll find a way to luck into a stupid game with the Patriots. Um, but that's what I say, which is great because again, they're going to end up with probably two more wins, and that's going to put them right in that middle part where you can't get any of those elite quarterbacks. They're going to have to take one of those guys that drops. They're going to have to take the Jordan Love of this year or the you know those guys. You know, so they're not going to get that guy. It's like a surefire. This is going to be the, the the franchise guy. They're going to have to take that second tier guy, and that's why they're going to they'll bring in a Darnold yeah. to to be a competition well, for him. Well, in my all right. Well, do they have? Did, so, uh, so, Kev, so Kev, they have. Team, so I mean, you know, not really. Picks, but do they have the assets right now? Do they, don't they have picks? They have a lot of cap space. They'll have. See, it just depends. The cap space will depend on – it could be a $30 million swing on the cap because it depends on how right. far the cap gets dropped. The cap is going to get dropped this year, but it just depends on how far. We could right. be at the $100 million range right. or we could be on the 70 end where – you know because, again, right. we don't have anybody that's going to make over $8 million next year. Okay? So um, – and we're young. The team, the team is young. Go ahead. Well, let me ask you this. Why? Why do you have any faith 
in the Belichick GM of all of recent years to go out and sign good free agents. Take off the Belichick blinders for a minute. Tell me the last good yeah. free agent they brought in. Gilmore. Via trade or via free agency. Van Noy. How many years ago was that? Um, half their team. Half their, wait a minute. Wait. Well, hold on. Hold on. How many years ago Van was Noy that? was two years ago. Okay. So then they also brought in. Three years ago. You got to remember also, they've been strapped so, so, so for so long and so many years by the cap that they couldn't bring in. When they had the money, they brought, they brought them in. But they've been strapped by the cap. But when you look at who they have brought in, you know, they brought in McCordy's brother who helped them win the Super Bowl. They bring they did bring in Van Noy. They brought in a um um a couple guys up front, Shelton and all those guys. That was, that no, that ago. was that was two years ago. Shelton was two years ago. Two years ago. Yes, but what they, what they I mean, used him for, they used them for what they needed. The guys across, uh, the guys across, the guys. Right, right. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you're saying this is going to be a great rebuild team because they're going to have all this cap space. They brought in. Who cares? They brought in, they brought if you can't bring in, in the guys, so that when they won the Super Bowl two years ago, they had an influx of. They had. They brought in guys on. They pretty. They primarily brought guys in on defense. They didn't do a whole lot on offense. <laughs> Let me put it this way: you know what a ton of cap space? You know what a ton of cap space a year ago? The Jets. Jets. That's the difference. When they had the money, they brought the they brought the players in. They're not the Jets. No, 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 no. Want to still no. believe in the magic? What I'm saying is, just look at them isolated by what they've done in the last three years in the draft. Okay. In trades and in free agency, no, they they're missed, missed draft, a lot more they than they're hitting miss in free agency. Sorry, I'm not giving you that, and I'm taking them off because if that was the case, they wouldn't have been in the Super Bowl. They would have won a Super Bowl. Remember, in the past three, in the past, okay, so I'm, I'm gonna put it to you like this: the past three years, who was in the Super Bowl? Three years, well, last what, three years, I, I, Kansas City last year. Who was in the Super Bowl the year before? We were. Who was in the right. Super Bowl the year before that? We were. Yeah, but it, oh, that no. was from guys no. they had from years past and from no. having the best quarterbacks in the league, Tom no, Brady. We, but what Tom Brady was still playing like an elite quarterback defense. We kept years adding ago. on defense. We, we added some parts on offense, but we continued to add on defense. The parts that we added on offense, look, I'll give you that. The stuff that we gave them right. was half trash, but the stuff that we added on defense was the, one of the reasons why well, was one of the reasons why we're the number one defense last we'll year. Was one of the reasons why we held the Rams to three points two years ago. So, can they bring those those veteran guys in? Yes, he can still do that. Can he do the ball? It's it's a hit or miss. They only had maybe one or two seasons. Where they, where they brought free agents in on offense and defense, because normally what he sticks to is he either sticks to one side of the ball one year, or he sticks to another side of the ball the following year and tries to ride that wave out. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. I'll, 
I'll let it go on this, and we'll move on to the, the next piece here. But I'm just saying, That's get ready to live how the rest happen. of the league lives. It might happen that way. It might happen that way. It, <clears throat> it, may, it may happen that way, and I'm okay with that. But we had a 20-year run. Oh, listen. Another team hey, doing another 20-year run in a long time. So I'm the okay with that. I'm cool. It's over. 